Guides in the Gulf. Yeah, so bloody Groundhog Day, man. Far out. Can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> bloody mucking around with things, eh? <laughs> mm. Rookie mistake. Mm. Right, welcome back to episode six of Guys We Off. <laughs> Take two. I actually recorded this episode already uh, yesterday, <laughs> but yeah, someone messed around with the audio settings on the camera, and um, yeah, not so good. So the thing not... about podcasts is you need to be able to hear people. So <laughs> yeah, it's fairly important. <laughs> uh... But yeah, anyway, we're back. It's good to be back as usual. Um, yeah, so I've been away from King Ash Bay for the last couple of weeks. Been up in Darwin, um, spending some time with my family. Uh, my two young kids and my wife. You stepped uh, back yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. So, yeah, so all of us have come down here now um, just for a couple of days. We're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. So we're sort of, it's not, it's not much of a detour because we're going down to southeast Queensland for the kids to visit both sets of grandparents for Christmas. Yeah. So it, it's really not much of a detour to come to King Ash Bay from Darwin. Yeah. So instead of going down to three ways and across to Barclay Homestead, we come down across to King Ash Bay and then back out again and down to Barclay Homestead, so down the Tablelands. Yeah, down the Beef Road. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a weather-pending road as well because I reckon most good wet seasons it, it gets cut off. Yeah, for, 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 for a time, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, usually, but that's not usually until sort of February or something like that. Yeah, January, February, if we get a big blow or something like that, yeah. comes, comes through and, um, yeah, drops down through the gulf there and, and uh, goes inland, usually it gets cut off like we had earlier this year, it was cut off for a bit. Yeah. Had a big low, sort of wandered across and and pulled up there sort of around Tennant Creek, Barkley Homes and Barkley Homes and flooded this year yeah. pretty heavily. And, and flooded and, and burned down. Now I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, so we'll be staying there tomorrow night. Oh no, sorry, we're staying in Camelot. But, um, but we're gonna be driving through there. So people have been, I think I've seen some photos and I've heard from people that they've like rebuilt, rebuilt. Yeah. it looks real fancy now, like yeah. real nice. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. The more stuff like that along the way, the better really. Mm. There's, once you get up into the NT, the the stops are- Few and far between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Well, that, that's Barclays, the only one across the table ends there. Uh, across the, um, across the uh, Barclay Highway, yeah. Barclay Homestead is the only place you can stop once you leave Queensland, Camelwheel. Yeah, until you get to three ways, Stuart Highway. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that Barkley area, is that all, where, where's our catchment here? I, I've always told people, like, sort of, if it, if it rains at Cape Crawford, at Heartbreak Hotel there, if it's raining up there, it means that we'll get plenty yeah. of water down the river down here. Yeah, a few different catchments. So, yeah. like, um, yeah, our sort of more eastern catchment is up through that Tablelands country. So, yeah, past, like, from Heartbreak um, or Cape Crawford and down the Tablelands Road down past like Mullapunya and, and those stations down there. Um, yeah, so that's all, a lot of that country flows into into this way, flows into like the Glide, I reckon, and then yep. maybe down the MacArthur and, or into the MacArthur itself. And then um, and then down here, but then also you get like from the Batten, you've got, um, and the Tullwalla range oh, of course, up yeah. towards the Rolla Springs and that area there. Yeah, obviously flows that comes in, down in downstream way. from here though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it all, all obviously all has an impact um, because it backs up sometimes. Of course, so. yeah. So in actual fact, when we had um, maybe Cyclone Alfred and places got flooded here, the places that got flooded the worst weren't the ones on the river. That's right. They were the ones over the back because the batten backed up. Yep. Um, the only good thing about that was it's clean water that comes through. It's not the dirty, silty water. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because we we lived on the river at that point and we weren't flooded, but houses over the back. Yeah. But we had, had this much water through them, which no yeah. one would have ever expected. Like <laughs> people were making phone calls to the owners down down mm. south, and they thought they thought they were joking. Mm. But <laughs> so, oh, no, it'll never flood over there. <laughs> 
It Indeed. did. <laughs> yeah. While I was in Darwin, um, I went to the Tales from the Titty event, the Frothy and Waffle. Yeah, it was yeah. Their, it was their big send-off. So after 17 years and almost 800 episodes. Yep. Um, actually, today, as we record right now, um, they just dropped their last episode. Yeah, which yeah. supposedly it went for a few hours, I think. Five something hours. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we're going to have to sit down and have a listen to that. Yeah, I just downloaded it just before, yeah. you, just before we came down to do yeah, this. Nice. So, um, but yeah, they're, they're, obviously, we spoke about them in, the, in our first episode, you know, the great, um, great, uh, as a radio program, but also, you know, recorded and put out as a podcast yeah. as well um, uh, by the ABC. But um, they're a great program, great blokes that run it. And, yeah. Um, you know, sort of give us plenty of inspiration and, you know, as we spoke about, we've, we've talked to the guys over the years and um, told yep. a few yarns and things like that. So, so yeah, you were in Darwin and was able to go and uh, go to the ski club and, and see the guys for the sort of final sort of catch up before they uh, uh, pull the plug on the, the, the thing. Yeah, so it was like the, the who's who of the Darwin or top end um, fishing industry, I guess. Yeah. You know, yep. Everyone from uh, politicians to tackle shop owners to YouTubers, to, um, yeah, it, yes, ev anyone, anything to do with fishing. Even I, the, the one time I was almost starstruck was when um, Hero. Oh, went, yeah, Hero Nakamura. Hero Nakamura, uh, land-based Darwin fishing barramundi legend. Yeah. He rocked up and, yeah, he almost got mobbed. Yeah, everyone yeah. wanted to get a photo with him and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's, um, yeah, very, very popular, very uh, almost infamous, mate. He's... Uh, uh, known almost worldwide, I reckon, from that uh, picture on the front page, NT News, with his barra on the scooter and his fishing rod and <laughs> stuff yeah. driving yeah, the street. Yeah, holding the barra, driving along, yeah, <laughs> taking dinner home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the, so the purpose of, the, of this event was, yeah, it was their big send-off um, to get a chance for all the all the fans, all the the, the members of the church, they call it, to, yeah, to yeah. get together and, and give them a send-off, have a few beers and, and tell a few stories and, and say thanks to the guys for... For, for, for all their work over the years. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it was quite awkward um, yeah. when I first got there. For people who watch my YouTube channel and seen my videos, they probably wouldn't realise that I'm a fairly shy person. I'm socially awkward. Unless I have a few beers, then I start, you know, carrying on a bit. <laughs> but, yeah, when I first got there, I, I was sort of didn't really know where to be. I, I, the guys from the Tinny itself, I know all their voices, but I didn't know their faces other people that were there, uh, I know of, but don't, don't know that well. But I know who they are, but like, yeah, don't know that well. So it was, uh, the first person that sort of called me over was uh, uh, Glenn Watt. Yeah, Waddy. Waddy yeah, yeah. from uh, Barefoot Fishing Safaris. Yeah. yeah, we actually used to work together for a little while, about five or six years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, he could see I was obviously standing there like a <laughs> like a snowman with my beer in my hand and in feeling, yeah, yeah, feeling a bit awkward. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he called me over and he's oh Mikey, good to see you. Yeah, and he's like oh this is Pete and this is Larry and this is Jono. Yeah, and then he went off and did did his thing. So I'm there talking to Pete and Larry and Jono and um, yes, that was really good. So I got to meet um, quite a few people. Uh, there was also people that I hadn't met before that. Um, came up and said good day. People that, that had seen my videos, yeah, yeah, and they said, "Oh, look, I love what you do." Even one of the fellas from the titty, uh, Tim, I think it was. Yeah, um, he actually came up. We were both sort of standing there at the bar, and he was in a bit of a rush. So he comes over to me and says, um, "Yes, oh, uh, oh, good day, Mikey. Look, oh, I know who you are. I know what you do. I love what you do." Um, um, yeah, here's a drink card. Um, and yeah, I'm just going over here. I'm like, "Oh, cool, mate. Nice to meet you." <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, so yeah, got to meet a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, it was good. It, it would have been so much better if you were there. If if you were able to, yeah, 
get be up there for that. I know you still had to work. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got to go to Darwin uh, next week, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't make it. But, um, couldn't make it that early. We still got customers in the lodge, and um, yeah, I, well, I've just yeah pulled all the crab pots out and stuff for the year, only just uh, that for yesterday. So yeah, so um, but yeah, no, I um, I did see. I actually I messaged you whilst you were there because um, when I uh, saw the invitation, sort of the notification come through that the when and where they're doing it, I sent you a message and said, oh, you should try and get there if you can. Um, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to make it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it'd be a good good do. And um, I was watching online um, on Facebook, actually, what he posted a couple of lives, went live a couple of times with uh, with Rob singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, meet along Barra yeah. to um, Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he did a few songs. Yeah, that was pretty think, good. Yeah. Because um, I've only started listening to the Tinny in, in recent years. So I think some of the songs and some of the sort of common things that they, they say and do are, are for the, like they're, they're sort of old school followers and they really appreciate mm. that. But yeah, so I think that some of the songs he did, they've actually done on the show. Oh, yeah, think, for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. which I hadn't heard, but yeah, but they, they were still very entertaining nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah. Good, good, good show, mate, and um, yeah. what did you do then? Well, one of the fellas that um, Waddy introduced me to, um, I didn't get his name. Most people had name tags on, which was very helpful. Um, one of the fellas, uh, I think he was a barragod or tour operator, mm-hmm. but in his own time, he he was saying he for the last 20 years, he's been doing a trip down to Manangora down here yeah, yeah. in the Gulf. He's well, out- Manangora, for people that don't know, like King Ash Bay is on this side of the river. Manangora literally starts on the other side of the river. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. Literally there, but so but most people would uh, associate Manangora with the with, Weirin, the, with the, the actual outstation on, yeah, on the Weirin, the yeah. Weirin River, yeah. Um, so typically, if someone says they're going to Manangora, they'll probably be talking about the Weirin, yeah, by yeah. road, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this fella, uh, yeah, so I think he does it for his birthday every he's done it every year for the last twenty years, and he was saying that it's usually just like any fishing trip, you have your good days and your bad days, but this year. Uh, every day was a good day, he said, the best trip ever. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this this sort of um, goes to show what we've been talking about a few times in previous episodes of our podcast here about consecutive good wet seasons. Yeah, I yeah, think this is sure. this is the end result of that. We've had since probably 2016, I think, was probably our last... Yeah, last time we had sort of a few bad wet seasons. Yeah. And that's and if you look at, like, the, the data, like, obviously, um, the catch for mud crabs and barra and everything was, was a lot lower than... Um, because, yeah, obviously there's bad wet seasons. But, yeah, since then, though, since like 2016, 2017, the wet seasons have been fairly okay. In the last few years, they've been really good. So especially particularly last year, it was a really good wet season. Yeah. So, so Barra that were were born in 2017, 2018, they're, they're five-year-old fish now. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so they, they're all they, legal size. Yeah. yeah. So it, it just sort of goes to show how, how it all the, the, how the big out, cycle yeah. works out is quite good, yeah. And obviously we've got no netters, haven't had any netters here for a long time too. Yeah. Like commercial would, barra fishing. Certainly um, help, yeah, we like uh, that here. So, um, well, it's been a closed area. I, I mean, from, um, I think, Sharker Point across to Bing Bong has been a closed, closed for netting, barra netting for a long time anyway. But um, one AP we used to do, used to net in the, um, out the front of the Weirian sort of thing. Yeah, in, in I there. years ago I, I came across nets there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, um, uh, which was, which is fine. I mean, it didn't have, I don't think it had a massive impact on us, but since there hasn't been any netting anywhere near us for a long time, um, you know, several years now, I think, yeah, it all, it all helps the uh, fish populations, but that along with good wet seasons has certainly, certainly uh, helped to 
you know, um, make sure we've got plenty of barra in the system here. And this year, like anyone that's been here this year will tell you that they've caught heaps of good barras, they've caught heaps of good mud crabs yeah. and everything. So. Oh, absolutely. It's been, a, it's been a great year. So, yeah, I actually um, we were talking, I was talking to a guy the other day. Um, yeah, they had um, caught barras just here at the uh, the Rock Bar, you know, the other day. Yeah, yeah really, just, yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, cruising around there one afternoon and uh, using the live scope and, and um, yeah, that he uh, saw some fish there and, Got stuck into them. I think uh, one was a one twenty-four. We oh, big yesterday one. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah meter twenty-four or something there. Oh, on, well, could see it on the live scope. Yeah. It's a big fish, and then yeah. Well, live scope is a perfect segue into mm. the next person that I saw at the Tales from the Titty event. Yeah. Um, I ran into uh, Nathan Langer from Hunting NT. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does a lot of mud crabbing videos and some um, like uh, hunting buffalo and magpie geese, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, and I have met him before actually. Uh, my PB Barrow uh, episode back during the the spicy cough days. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we actually met up maybe when we weren't meant to, but yeah, down, <laughs> down, down, at, down at Rapid Creek. Um, and yeah, that's when I got my PB Barrow. Uh, oh. Yeah, he, I think he needed it for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, back to LiveScope with him. Yeah, so he, he's got LiveScope, Garmin, um, yeah, sort of ten thousand dollars worth of electronics mm. in a in a five thousand dollar boat. <laughs> now that's pretty much how he sort of describes his setup. It's a it's a, it's a, a crappy boat, but yeah. but he has a live scope. And I and I sort of went on a bit of a rant, as I usually do, about how I oh, look. It's a, I don't know if I'm keen on it. It's sort of cheating. It's like playing a video game. Mm. You know, like where's the where's the hunt? Where's the adventure? Sort of thing. And and his opinion was he would rather have. The, the crappy boat and the $10,000 worth of electronics mm. than have like a, a bigger, nicer, fancier boat without the electronics. He's very much a, a LiveScope fan. Yeah, yeah. And I, after speaking at length with him about it, I, he's almost convinced me um, mm. that, I, that I need it. My next problem is convincing my wife that I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that can be yeah. difficult at yeah. the best of times. But I, I, do, I definitely like the idea about well, the way you and I fish for barra, we just kick back. It's, it's usually a cruise day, just a lot of casting, and we'll just work our way along. Anywhere that looks like there might be a fish, we'll cast yeah, in snags there. snags or rock bars or yeah. anything like that, yeah, drains. With, yeah, but with LiveScope, you can literally point it at the snag and see there's no one home. Yeah. Like, well, so there's no point casting there. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, there's <laughs> become, yeah, work smarter, not harder, you know? Mm. So I thought that was interesting. So that's, yeah, so uh, Lager from Hunting NT, he actually, I think he arrived with um, Carney, um, a Andy Total Carnage, yep. another another top end Darwin YouTuber. Um, but yeah, I think he left early. Yeah, so I didn't get to meet him, but I I, I was hoping to meet him because yeah, I've been commenting on a lot of his videos. I definitely enjoy watching him. He he does the hard yards. Yeah, he's got a smaller boat than me, but he he'll he'll camp three nights like out at this time of year and when it's stinking hot, mm. no aircon, you know, and <laughs> just a swag and. Uh, Getting smashed by mozzies and midgies. <laughs> that's still in the hard yard. See, I'm not I'm not built for that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not capable of that, yeah. So so anyway, I think that was uh that was that was my whole my whole experience there. It was yeah, so the, the tinny boys they they kept partying on into the night. It was way too hot and sweaty for me, so I snuck away and went uh, back to the big house, mate, the casino. Back to the casino? All roads lead to the big house in Darwin <laughs> after nine PM. <laughs> now do you might have a win? Oh, Oh, look, a bit of up and down. All you really want there is to have a sniff, I reckon. Yeah, as long as I don't mind losing overall for the night, as long as as long as long you've, you've, you've been up and down and you've got a bit of a battle, you're entertained, 
Yeah. You know, the last thing you want is to go in there and just blow all your money in half an hour and then yep. feel then sorry for yourself. Then go home, yeah. No, that's it, mate. Like the same, you know, you set your limit. You know, you, well, obviously we don't get to, well, I very rarely get to go to Darwin. I've been to Darwin like once this year. Yeah. Um, in the, yeah, in the last 12 months I've been to Darwin once. So, um, you know, when I go, I might say, right, I've set my limit at say 500 bucks or even maybe like a thousand bucks, something like that. And, yeah. and you don't mind if you go home bloody with an empty pocket and sort yeah. of after several hours of having beers and mucking around, playing a few, you know, playing on a few of the tables or whatever. But yeah. When you when you walk in, you're there for half an hour and you lose all your money, and then that's it. It's just got to, <laughs> Sounds got to, like you're talking from experience, mate. Oh yeah, no, I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, we all but have, haven't a, we? No, it's good fun, mate. You always run into people. You sort of um, yeah. You know, always run into some uh, different lads there. So uh, actually, last time we were there was oh, last time I was I don't think you were with me. When you were there, that was me as Mullet myself. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was there that trip. Yeah, thank and, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a show. Um, yeah, Mullet and I rolled in there and uh, you know went to the sports bar straight away. Ran into people we knew or bought people that knew us from um, from your videos and that. So oh yeah, ended up. Uh, yeah, get on the beers. It was fortieth birthday. Some said yep. I get on the beers there for <laughs> half the night, and then yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I met a fella come sit next to me on the pogies and we're just uh, playing. And he looks across and he's like, "Oh, you're Mikey Cunningham." <laughs> <laughs> it turns out he's a jockey. Yeah, he works uh, in Darwin. But it turns out it's, it's a five day a week, six day a week job. Mm -hmm. Like we, it's probably a lot like mud crabbing for a lot of people. People think it's just pulling pots. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's just the smallest part of the job, which is the fun bit. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, but same with being a jockey. Like, it's not always racing. You know? no, no. Yeah, so he actually works between Darwin and Alice Springs. Yeah. Um, yeah, like five or six days a week. And he, he had just finished working um, yeah. at the turf club or whatever. And he'd come across the casino and yeah, come and have a bit of fun. And yeah, we ended up, yeah, we ended up sitting next to each other for an hour or so, you know, yeah. high fiving each other whenever we had a, a feature and all that. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a mad keen fisherman as well. He's just just bought a boat, I think, a uh, second hand boat from Western Australia. Mm. Yeah, and this was getting close to midnight and he's, he's messaging his mate saying, um, talking about going fishing at Dundee tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, mate, you're not going fishing tomorrow. <laughs> no, not at midnight. No, um. no, yeah. There you go. So yeah, went back to my room. I had a room at the casino, um, which was awesome. And yeah, went back there and uh, got me room service burger, forty dollar burger. Yeah. It was the best $40 midnight room service <laughs> burger I've ever had. <laughs> oh god, yeah. It's yeah. a bit expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but that is a casino. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it again. It was awesome. Just the shower alone in the rooms there. The showers are the size of a bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yes. Did you say the in the new part or the the original part? I just, I, I really don't know, but I, I think it was the original part. It's like where you first go in there. There's one oh, of the yeah. rooms down there. Yeah. I think next um, next time we'll bring the kids and uh, stay in the lagoon pool. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you can have a room that you just open your doors and and the pool's just there and there's yeah. a swell up bar and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyone Not that works for the casino in Darwin, you know, <laughs> we, we could be open for sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, Speaking could, of money, we'd sponsor you back. <laughs> so we did record this episode, as I mentioned already yesterday, but something that's happened in the meantime on Patreon, we've got our first patron. Oh, look out. <laughs> Wes, Thank you very much. Where's your legend, mate? <laughs> I've already sent him a private message to, <laughs> to say thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, this wants to help us get going, which is, which is awesome. But thanks, thanks, brother. You can shout us a, that'll shout us a couple of zeros. <laughs> I reckon I've got uh, a couple of... Zeros in your rescue there, mate. Yeah, I've got a bit of show and tell there as well, which is not good on an audio podcast, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll... Oh, although we've got a lot of people watching YouTube, mate, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Quite a lot on YouTube. Yeah. Cheers, brother. 
considering we just started this a few weeks ago from nothing, like we're getting over over a couple of thousand views yeah. an episode on YouTube alone. Forget Spotify, forget Apple Music and all the others. Like, well, episode four has just come out literally a couple of hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so the first three episodes, so it's only three, you know, three weeks more or less. Yeah. In and this, yeah, several thousand views. Yeah. Um, yeah racked up already, that's just on YouTube. And then we've got obviously yeah, like on Spotify and Apple and, and Google and, yeah. and um, iHeartRadio and all the different apps for, yeah. for um, podcasting. There's um, there's quite a few downloads on there as well. Yeah. People from, got a couple of Koreans on there, mate. So the uh, old mate from Belgium keeps listening. Um, He's there. Yeah, just, Indonesia, I had, America. I, I, I had this worry about the guy from Belgium mm. um, is that he accidentally pressed the automatic download button <laughs> and he's not even listening to us. It, it just doesn't speak English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You never know. I did. Oh, I can't remember what the name was. I, I might have been Mark. Oh, maybe. Mark? Yeah, it was. I looked up uh, the most common common name in in Belgium, and it was yeah. Mark. So, <laughs> so Mark, if you're listening, <laughs> thanks for thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Where are we up to? I know. I was. So you went to the casino, and then um, yep. what else happened? Make kids finish school for the year. So yeah, um, back down here, getting organised to go down south. Um, when this comes out, it should be, I think, just after Christmas. It'll be in the blur between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, yeah. So around about the yeah, 29th or something like that, maybe Friday, that Friday. Yeah. So um, so by then you'll be, yeah, well and truly down south and uh, sort of halfway through your, through your holiday. Yeah. And then uh, you'll be coming back through again and we'll do, record a few more. So yeah. we'll have... Keep going every week. I, I think I have a bit more time when I come back through. So I'm only here for two nights this trip on the way through. Yeah. But when I come back up, again, weather pending yeah. and roads pending. We've got, <laughs> you probably won't hear on the mics. But yeah. we've got Massive storm in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. Rumbles of thunder. and <laughs> Yeah. It just as literally, as I said, weather pending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly ominous. Yeah. Actually, that was a uh, funny thing we talked about yesterday is about because uh, – like the Bureau suggested that we're not going to have much of a wet season, although it's been a really great start to the wet season, one of the best starts we've had for yeah. a long time, even better than last year, which is a really good wet season. Yeah. Um, that's just not my opinion. That's not looking at any actual empirical data. But, yeah. Yeah, but we've had plenty of rain, and, and like I've, yeah. I've mowed my lawn about four times the last two yeah. weeks. So two and weeks you, ago in New York, it was just dust. Yeah. Now it's grass this high. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, so it is quite good, yeah. So... Um, but yeah, we were out on the boat yesterday and um, we're talking about the bull sharks in the river. I said, if, you know, they reckon that, uh, you know, animals are a good indicator of, of um, you know, what weather's coming and stuff. And I know there's a lot of research was done in, um, I think it might have been Brisbane River on bull sharks and, um, you know, tracking bull sharks. And they, they worked out that anytime there was a big flood or, or a big influx of fresh water into the river, all the bull sharks that were tagged would go upstream. So, and then here, fishing here, and we're only fishing just near the boat ramp here yeah. in the clear water. The bull sharks are just everywhere, like yeah. you know, taking yeah. lures and everything. Yeah, like, you can, and they're following yeah. lures, swirling in the mangroves and that. You think it's a barrow, and you look like, oh, no, it's a bloody bull shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of them. Like, yeah, uh, yeah un unusually high, uh, high number. Yeah, it's weird how Mother Nature and the animals seem to know this sort of thing. Mm, not to mention magpie geese too. I've seen even magpie geese um, a couple of days ago as well. Yeah, so, there you go. Um, which. Like if you're from Darwin, you're like, well, they're everywhere. They're on every sports over. Yeah, I mean, down here we don't normally see magpie geese. No, so. <laughs> not, not many. No. Not like Darwin. So, uh, and there's no, you know, there's no mango orchards or anything like that. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no floodplains as such for them to sort of, um, you know, no ideal habitat for them here like there is obviously up around Darwin. Um, but you do get the odd flock coming through from time to time. 
And uh, yeah, this year, like, I was maybe uh, oh, 50 to 100, something like that, maybe. Make my geese on the bank of the river here a couple of days ago. So, you know, it's fairly unusual for yeah. here as well. Yeah, well, the animals just seem to know. I know a couple of years back, I found myself on a um, on a boat on the uh, Adelaide River doing the jumping crocodile thing. I had I had family up from um, not family, friends up from Southeast Queensland, mm-hmm. and they shouted us a trip out there. Um, yeah. yeah, take the kids and see the crocodiles. And um, yeah, they, the dude run the tour. He he told us a story about uh, a small female crocodile named Nancy. Or something, yeah. Nancy, like for the last four years, she's she's made her nest over here or here or here. Hmm. But then there was one particular year she did it two hundred meters up the bank, yeah, and way over there. So oh no, she's lost the plot. She's yeah, and she's not in a good way. She's obviously sick or something. Mm. And then that year they had record floods. Yeah, yeah. And it's like how how, how do they know? Yeah, well, that's it. They just yeah, it's got something yeah. going on. So between the bull sharks and the crocodiles and the magpie geese, they know more than us. Maybe big wet season this year, mate. Oh. Well, at the moment, I mean, so although this won't come out until after Christmas, um, at the moment, the cyclone, this is the first cyclone of the Jasper. season, Jasper has just crossed the coast in Queensland. Yep. And it's sort of halfway across the Cape, moving into the Gulf slowly. Yeah. So, you know, depending on its track, at the moment, there's several different forecast models. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we're probably going to get some good rain and storms out of it, at least. But, at you know, at the other end of the scale, load, like, we could get potentially a massive cyclone comes through because that's the one thing, like cyclones in the Gulf Garden area are like the hardest thing to predict in, in meteorology. So yeah, we, uh, their got, track that is. Yeah, we've got all these different organisations that, that predict tracks mm. and you'll there's like five of them or something and, and each or five of them will have a different track. At the moment, yeah, well, we're always when they go into the Gulf pretty much. They yeah, have that's what I mean, in the yeah, Gulf. Yeah, they, they, they have vastly different, yeah, different forecasting models. So. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to see what's going to happen, but um, yeah, and there's sort of not much consolidation between any of the models at the moment of what it's going to do. Yeah. So it's sort of just a waiting game. Um, but yeah, it could just fizzle out and be nothing, and we just get a few showers of storms, and you know maybe 50 mils, 100 mils of rain total for the next two weeks. Otherwise, you know, at the other, yeah, like I said, the other end of the scale, it could stay in the Gulf for a while. And uh, like a couple of the models are showing it spinning right up to, you know, category four, category five. And then, Rocky. so, you know, I know you all know anyway when you're listening to this, what happened? That's, that's King Spray might be gone by now. Once I'm listening to this, <laughs> oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> don't say plausible. that. Don't say that, mate. Yeah, Not... especially, when, uh, especially when you got a phone call yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Funny. so uh, it, was, it was a phone call, but it was on uh, Wi Fi calling, though. That's right. So, yeah. Wi Fi no, satellite internet. No phone reception in uh, King Ash Bay. No, not yet. But, no. um, but so, yeah, so for the last, well, I mean, over a decade or so, the club's been working very hard tirelessly on um, on uh, trying to get a phone tower here and uh, so that we're sort of independent of uh, Borrowola because anyone that's been here will know that the phone service you only get, at, the only phone service you get here. Um, is uh, if you go to the bar or if you've got um, a repeater like your own Telstra yeah. um, smart antenna in your caravan or your car or your boat or whatever. Yeah, so, so the bar here has a, a, a large smart antenna, antenna. That, and it's like a big Yagi antenna that points towards Borrowola, which is in a straight line, maybe 30, 25, 30 kilometres away yeah, in a straight yep. line. And yeah, so it picks up signal, drags it down to a box and that boosts it just to the bar area. So, yeah, you, so you can make phone calls, but... 
It's not great. No. That's definitely not good for data. And like at this time of year when there's only a handful of people around, it's not too bad. But yeah. um, certainly through all the peak of the tourist season or through most of the majority of the tourist season, I should say, um, yeah, though, you just can't. It's totally almost work. unusable. You can, you can send text messages and stuff, but almost, yeah. almost unusable. Certainly unusable if you're trying to do, you know, business and conduct business or things like that. So, so for about the last ten years, so since like your old man was president of the club, yeah, back I know, in 2012, 13, around that era. Yeah, so over 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 ten years ago yeah. now, um, I know they worked pretty hard and started um, petitions and all sorts of things to try and um, get a full um, 4G or Telstra tower, um, full macro tower here. Well, 4G wouldn't have even existed probably when they first started petitioning, no. petitioning to get a tower here. Probably sort of in next G. Yeah. yeah. That's the funny thing when it was CDMA, you used to get service here on CDMA and yeah. the CDMA network back in the early 2000s and then went to next G and then it sort of got a little bit worse and then um, 3G and well, we still use 3G here for things like FPOS and, and stuff. So um, That's getting turned off real soon. And that's getting turned off, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, we've been working for a long time to try and get this Telstra Tower. And um, uh, the last a couple of years ago, when I first became president, I sort of, um, yeah, picked that uh, file up again and sort of went through it and thought, look, let's have another crack at getting this, you know, happening. And, um, uh, you know, got uh, letters from uh, heaps of local businesses from King Ash Bay and Boralula and NGOs and, you know, um, uh, 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 federal politicians. Um, Oh, YouTubers. Yeah, YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just about anyone who, who was willing to write us a letter of support, oh, basically. My wife did a letter for you. She was, yeah. um, was our, she had a little Artie enrolled in uh, Catherine School, School of the Air, so we needed signal, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we got um, got all that worked out, and then, um, yeah, with a lot of help from our local member, Edge, Steve Edgington, um, he was able to actually get our foot in the door with the right people, because... Pretty much all the work that had been done leading up to that was sort of just falling on deaf ears. It wasn't getting to the right appropriate levels of um, either government or, or right, right people in um, Telstra. People to that are actually it. able to to help make a decision or to know the right steps to make the right decision. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, which is where that's where where you came in and yeah, Edjo basically put you straight in charge of being in contact with the right person and. Yeah, so I got us a meeting in Darwin and, um, you know, that's why it was quite important. Uh, and, I mean, that was nearly a year ago now um, itself. So, um, but, yeah, Edjo was able to get us a meeting in Darwin with the appropriate person. And um, basically I sat down with him in the meeting and um, went through a, a list of all the things that we needed to do um, to um, in increase our chances of getting the funding. And, um, cheers, mate. Then, uh yeah, so I uh, got a list of jobs and basically came back here and spent uh, a few months over the last wet season uh, organising all those things and getting all our um, I's dotted and T's crossed and um, got that application in about uh, nine, ten months ago now. And, um, yeah, just got the phone call yesterday to say that, uh, yeah, the funding's come through. Um, it's about $1.2 million in funding so that we can get a full 4G macro Macro Tower. So that's federal funding. So the, the... It's, I think it's 50% federal government money and 50% from uh, the Telgo from Telstra. Okay. Um, so a joint combination. Um, but yeah, about 1.2 million bucks. So we were offered quite a while back and some people wanted to accept it. Um, we were offered a small cell tower, which is basically any sort of wayside ends that you travel up and down the Stuart Highway and things like that. A lot of them have small cell networks. Yeah. They work fine and this time of year they'd be perfect yeah. for us. Oh, it'd be unreal, yeah. But in the... In the dry season, when we've got uh, a lot of people here, it hundreds just of people here doesn't have the bandwidth to support the amount of people that we have here, and certainly you wouldn't. You just 
you know, it wouldn't really work probably for us. Yeah. And if we got that, we wouldn't get the funding for a full tower for many, many, many years. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of, uh, in the dry season, the amount of uh, nanas and grandpas here that uh, are FaceTiming the the grandkids back home or sending photos or receiving photos. Mm. Yeah, the small cell tower with with hundreds of people trying to connect just wouldn't have worked. Yeah, but this is all, as we sit here today, this is all secret squirrel. Uh, yeah, so it, it'll come out um, officially, yeah, tomorrow or the next day. Um, okay, so by be... the time this goes to where, hopefully everyone will already know about it. Yeah, well, and surely you should yeah. know about it. Well, okay. yeah, unless this is their only, you know, if you're on King Ash Bay Facebook page or anything like that, you'll you'll see it. You'll definitely um, know about it, but it's big news. It's very big news for here. For, for us, yeah, it's like... The yeah. members, uh, the me- we'll build, you a, build, build a statue of you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, the file and I, before I started working on it, mate, was, you know... There's half a forest of paperwork in there of um, yeah. petitions and letters. A lot letters of work and... being done over the years. But yeah. to actually get it, yeah, to just yeah, play our head with it and, and do it this over this last 12 months, it's, I'll, I'll give you a lot of the credit, mate. Ooh. I know you're quite humble, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, behalf, on behalf of all the members of King Hatchway okay. Fishing Club, thank you. Yeah, like some sorry. of the visitors, some of the blokes that come up from down south, they're not going to like it because they like being off grid. It's like they can't, they can't accept phone calls um, about from the missus, the kids have got gastro and all. Oh, oh, mate, oh. The, the first bloke that complains about it, the phone reception here, mate, I'm going to borrow his phone and throw it in the river for him. There you go, mate. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it, it is all good to get away from technology and stuff, but when you're trying to run a business or, or a fishing club yeah. uh, or, or anything, even this sort of stuff we're doing now, you know, trying to you know, get back to people on uh, on all the different social media platforms and emails and stuff. Yeah. Like we've got to be either at your place, um, you know, sitting in your living room with your internet or at my place, um, you know, so it's, yeah. you know, so you can't do things on the fly, which obviously with 4G, you know, especially with new technology now, new um, devices and stuff, Yeah, you, you just need that connectivity to... Uh, yeah, well, 4G, see, I've got Starlink. Yeah. But the upload speed on Starlink is, it, well, I've found is really slow. I think with 4G, it'll be way quicker. So for this episode, for example, like I video everything in 4K, but I export it in 1080, mm. which is standard high definition. Yeah. Um, and I have to do it, like sort of downsize it like that because the file sizes are so big. Like an hour long episode that I upload is maybe uh, 15 gigabytes. Yeah. So when I was in Darwin um, this last couple of weeks, uploading episodes, um, I would literally have to drive to a 4G tower. From my house, I only get one or two bars yeah. of 4G. So I'd have to literally drive five kilometres to go sit next to the tower and, and, and sit there for half an hour and, and let it upload. So, yeah, I would ra- way rather upload in 4K, but the file size would be, just too big. you know, 40 gigabytes or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very large. But, yeah, so all this sort of stuff, the, the improving the technology and connectivity around mm-hmm. here is, is all very, very welcome for people like me. And, and the thing <laughs> will be is, like, even the people that don't realise how important it is now in a couple of years' time when they've been using it for a while, yeah. That everyone's going to realise how important it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and the good thing about here is too, because the towers don't actually go here, like in, in King Ash Bay, yeah. and all the country's flat here, there's no big hills or anything like yeah. that. So um, you'll have um, a situation where you can be out in the boat and most likely we'll get service, you know, yeah. a fair way down the river. Yeah, and you probably won't be able to stream Netflix down there. No, but I mean, but you'll if you be, you'll be able to send a text message yeah. for sure. So when yeah. you're stuck in a sandbar in the middle of the night, you can you can text your neighbours and say, "Hey, uh, hey, hey Russ, I'm not going to be home till tomorrow," which does happen from time to time. Yeah, more often than than you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. so you've you're finished work for the or well, your yeah, actual yep. crabbing for the year. Yeah, finished crabbing, uh, mate. Uh, a little while back, pulled all the pots and everything out. Um, 
uh, a couple of days ago, went down and uh, yeah, cleaned all the pots and pulled them all out and stacked them ready for the year and yeah. pretty much just been um, been at home for the last two weeks, um, just tidying up for uh, potential you know, cyclone season and that. So um, as yeah, you know, mate. bloody time, mate. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit everywhere at my place. So um, <laughs> um, yeah, elevated house and the whole underneath the house has been um, pretty much full to the uh, rafters with the, I don't know what, so. So well, that, we went through it, some of it yesterday. You were saying all this different stuff. You haven't known it. Like, you never bought it. You never... No, half the stuff. I no know. idea where you got it from. Yeah, half the stuff. <laughs> I've got no idea where it even came from. Maybe it's a few years yeah. of collection there. So, um, so yeah, had a big tidy up. But he uh, just uh, filled the dump back in with all the, all the crap that I got rid of. Oh. Uh, found a few treasures in there, mate. Boxes of lures that I don't know where they come yeah. from. Some um, nice big, uh, big expensive ones too. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> so, no, there's a few treasures in there. Pulled that... Uh, that big punt out, you know, you got that nine metre punt there, pulled it out and uh, cleaned it up and uh, yeah, yeah, but he uh, started throwing a bit more work into that and getting it sorted. So maybe next year we'll have that yeah. uh, have that one going. So yeah, the, almost all the other crabbers have pulled out for the year as well? Pretty much, mate, yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, we did a run today on this, uh, yeah, this Monday just gone. Oh, the uh, truck still, the, still ran this the, week? The truck did a run, mate, but it was only for, you know, a few baskets. It wasn't, you know... Not a lot of crab this time of year, obviously. Yeah, right, yeah. The water temp, you know, was up in the 30s. So, um, yeah, pretty much all the crabs are gone now yeah. um, until, you know, uh, maybe after after New Year's, like towards the end of January, start of February, the crabs might start coming back in depending yeah. on their wet season. See, for the punters at home, though, if they went out and put crab pots here, they're still going to get crabs. But oh, you're, yeah, you're talking yeah. the A grades, the ones that... Yeah, the, and well, you got to, like, it, quantity and quality. Like, yeah. at the moment, you, you're not getting quantity or quality. So it wouldn't be so bad if, you, if you're only getting a few, but you're getting really good quality ones. Yeah. Um, or if you weren't getting really good quality ones, but you're getting a lot. Yeah. You know, but the the um, the thing is at the moment, yeah, it's mostly older crab. And it's, when I talk about quality too, I'm not, like, the crab's crab, but um, they don't live as long. Like it's it's mostly older males and stuff at the moment. So, so if you chucked them in a basket and tried to get them to Darwin to be processed there and then flown down to Sydney or Melbourne to a restaurant, they're not going to survive. Yeah, well, if I if I pull it out of the water on Monday or Tuesday and then it doesn't go on the truck until the following Monday morning, then, you know, that's like it's already at seven, eight days. Yeah. Um, and, then, and obviously they're all sold live. So they're not they're not cooked or frozen or anything yeah. like that. They're all live. So and then they've got, to, they've got to survive the truck trip to Darwin we're sort of refrigerated to keep them cool and stop them stressing out. But then they've got to be repacked into into boxes and then go on a jet to, you know, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Singapore, wherever, wherever they're being sold to. So, you know, they've got to survive for a long time. So if you if they're not really good quality crabs, like proper A-grade crabs, we put them out of the water here, then then um, there's not much point in keeping them. So, yeah. So, yeah, but if you're just a... Um, like tourists or, or a wreck fisher and you want to go out and put a few pots in, yeah, nothing's stopping you from going cook, out. You cook them up tonight. Yeah, yeah. Not, nothing's stopping from going out and getting a good feed of crabs for, yeah. for that day or the day after or whatever. But um, but they're just not as, easy, not as easy to look after and keep for a long period of time. Whereas in that middle of the year, you know, somebody could, um, you know, be out from Alice Springs or something like that and come come down for a few days and catch him with crabs, tie them up, keep them alive and take them back to Alice and keep them alive for weeks, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, at the moment, it's just, yeah, you need to pretty much eat them straight away, otherwise. Yeah, okay. Well, in previous episodes, we've talked about some of the stuff you've got coming up. You've got a, a Vegas trip coming up next year in February-ish. Yeah, um, end of Feb, mate. Yeah, for the Broncos. You've got, then after that, you've, we've, I think we've spoken about CNC Rocks yeah. as well, which is the week after you get back. 
Yeah. But there, there's another event, uh, event on the on the calendar now, which yep. which I was meant to speak to my wife about, but I, I haven't <laughs> mentioned it yet. Probably today wasn't a good day because I, <laughs> I, I, I there was a little bit of a flip out session when I realised that the audio that we recorded yesterday no good. <laughs> was not good. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. No, so, uh, yeah, Saturday, 27th of April, mate. We've got, um, you've got to uh, book it in. I've already booked so the tickets. Yeah, straight after Anzac Day. Anzac Day's Thursday. So, um, and then, yeah, so pretty much, because some people will know, a lot of people won't, um, Mike and I have run Anzac Day here together for the last several years. Yeah, last dawn, few years at least. service, yeah. So, um, King Ash Bay's got a, a very, uh, very good turnout for Anzac Day. Yeah. Always, like, like I always say, it's one got to be one of the best attended Anzac Day, Anzac Day dawn services anywhere per capita. I mean, if we've got 300 people here um, on Anzac Day, there'll be 290 of them at least will turn up to dawn service. Yeah. And the club puts on a free, you know, bacon and egg breakfast, yeah. uh, rum and milk, um, you know, tea and coffee, that sort of stuff. And then yeah. two up in the afternoon. Which we've, we've run the two up the last few years as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, pretty much we're going to, uh, we've already spoke about, uh, we'll, we'll organise that again um, next year. So we'll pretty much have to run that. And then as soon as that's done, we're going to have to uh, hit the frog and toe, get down to Daily Waters or something, and um, or highway in and uh, stay the night and be in Dale on the next morning uh, of the 26th to fly out. And then uh, basically, yeah, into Brisbane, train to the Gold Coast. Got uh, room straight across from the casino, mate, where the, the events and the event is next door at the, um, what is it, the ex exhibition centre, entertainment centre? Convention centre. Convention centre, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you even said the name of what the event is? It's the podcast for Royal Isle, mate. So basically so it's... a um, boxing event. It is a boxing event, um, but it's a, it's a charity boxing event, but it's it's not professional boxers. No. It's It's all the big name podcasters from uh, mostly all for the wild thing, all from the East oh, Coast. Oh, so we, we must be a late wild card entry. We, uh, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. They've, well, I've, they've got a, a lingerie uh, oh. uh, about. They've, <laughs> 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 um, uh, they've got an ant weight division, mate, a couple of uh, little people. Oh, um, wow. Uh, so what I'll, else they got? Good fun stuff. Yeah, so a seven man, Maybe uh, not, not, seven man, last man standing blindfolded oh. uh, match, and then uh, two, two on two, uh, no buffalo divisions, mate. No so, buffalo. Uh, so maybe next year. So, uh, <laughs> There's two buffaloes things are catching on. <laughs> you said it in episode one, oh, two big buffaloes like us, and then yeah, it seems to be catching on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, two big buffaloes might have to go to the casino afterwards, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then there's the after party straight after, mate. So. So, uh, which is at the casino. Oh, so, an official after party. Yeah, official oh, after party. We've got tickets, right. mate. We've got tickets, oh. don't worry. And, and I just uh, was listening to uh, Alpha Blokes podcast there, um, yesterday, the day before yesterday when I was going down the river, and um, they were saying that um, they, were, they were still waiting for 100% confirmation, but they were fairly confident that it's the fastest selling out of any boxing event um, in Australian history. So, Oh, wow. So, and they're not even, you know, there's no, no professional boxers in there. It's a... It's, uh, yeah, although having said that, for people that aren't aware of what it is, the guys are training and they're taking it very seriously. Yeah. Like they, they've got, you know, they've got trainers and they're dieting and they're doing all the right stuff because they, you know, they want it to be a professional. So you know, who's, who's going to be fighting? So the fellas from Alpha Blokes are going to go to fight? Yeah, mate, mate, just... Knuckles from Country Tracker Caps? Country Tracker Caps or Proper True Yarn podcast. Yeah. Um, Brycey, which is his mate, the, who's um, Dead Ass podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the Alpha Blokes boys, so Tommy Cam and Quinn. Um then you've got uh, Bloody Brilliant Beers from uh, Brisbane. That they work out of the uh, their podcast is run out of the Caxton, I think. Um, so just near uh, Suncorp. Yeah. Um, then guys, uh, uh, Two Fogs podcast. So um, yeah, heat, mate. There's a heat. 
All right, sounds like good fun, mate. Jeez, it's yeah. going to be unreal. So uh, we're going to go get amongst it, mate. And then moving straight into the next topic, how are we getting home from there? Well, hopefully driving. Um, yeah, it just depends. Well, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about any ships sinking off the East Coast the last couple of days of that cyclone, but hopefully my new Toyota was uh, on a boat uh, coming down from Japan last week. So hopefully it should be just about in Brisbane now. And uh, by the time it goes through to uh, uh, BAW in Brisbane there, and uh, gets all the stuff sorted out because I just bought cab chassis from the dealer and get it all. Yeah, so what have you got? This is the last of the V8s. Allegedly, yeah. So um, you certainly can't order V8s anymore at the moment. And whether they open up orders again is a controversial topic. But what, a um, 79 series? 79 series dual cab. Yeah, V8. And it's the new shape model. So they, they don't look as good as the old ones, I don't think. So, so when you order, it's like three three shapes ago and four price rises ago <laughs> when you ordered it. <laughs> Yeah, it's gone up about fourteen thousand dollars or so since I've had the deposit to now. So, um, but that's right. I've got a pretty good deal on it. I think. Yeah, yeah, so, um, uh, no, pretty happy with it, mate. And yeah. So, what do you think of the new shape? I've seen a lot of people reacting to it on TikTok. I don't think it's as bad as some people making it out to be. It's gonna be awesome. Um, you know, it looks very similar to my seventy-five. So, to be fair, like they look. Uh, yeah, they look uh, fairly old, but... Well, they've gone classic retro, have they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they've got the big indicators hanging out the side now instead of, the, instead of them being integrated in with the lights and stuff like that, and the bonnet's a bit higher, but, you know, it's all stuff that they needed to do. It doesn't have the bonnet scoop now. Like, obviously, the um, the previous models all had from 2007 when they first came out. They've always had a bonnet scoop for the intercooler on the V8s, but now they don't have a bonnet scoop. They've got a basically... Um, between the, where the bonnet closes and the grill, they've got a uh, basically a gap there. And then, um, uh, yeah, like ducting, which goes from the front uh, over up in, to still, still top mount intercooler, but. So it's like all for air to come in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, so it looks, yeah, fair bit different to the previous models, but I think um, by the time, yeah, you know, like I'm gonna do the track correction, J-Max track correction and, um, you know, uh, lift and, you know, put you know, 33s on it and GVM upgrade. And you know, heap of stuff. So by the time you do all that stuff, and um, and you know, it'll probably should be alright. Hopefully, <laughs> it should be alright. <laughs> Costs a fortune. I was going to say, if it's not alright, you'll have to cry yourself <laughs> to sleep. All, all, all the extras are about as much as the the Toyota to buy. So um, I'm I jealous. Just, I'm jealous. I just maybe I, have the, to, maybe I have to start crabbing. Yeah, I just paid the deposit <laughs> for the bull bar because it's it's been. That's the other thing. It's been so because it's a new shape, you can't get anything for them. So. Um, Listen, so no, none of the aftermarket companies have designed anything for it yet because they haven't had them. Yeah, they yet. need to get the car so they can. I think there are companies that take the vehicle and they put it in like a, uh, it's like a special room, and then use like lidar or some light to measure all the laser three D everything. Yeah. yeah, okay, that and, would make sense. And then they sell the data to people like ARB or whoever to design the products for them. But um, no, guys in um, Crozes just need to one with the ATW Customs. They've um, just released their bull bar. I got an email from yesterday saying you could order one to start on the pre-order. So um, um, I've ordered one of them, just paid the deposit on that. So um, uh, yeah, so it'll finish in Brisbane. I'll take it up to Toowoomba there, get that fitted, and then um, yeah, hopefully drive home straight after the podcast for a while with you, mate. Oh yeah, that'll be. So, even though I booked a plane trip home. Yeah, but um, <laughs> just in case. Take the car, eh? Yeah. Yeah, never know, mate. If it all, all going perfectly well, I might get it, um, drive it back after CMC rocks, but I doubt it. I'm yeah. not going to hold my breath on that. No. It's been two years though already, so it's <laughs> an, an, an extra couple of months isn't going to isn't going to hurt. Yeah, so well, a bit of show and tell for you, mate. I brought this home for you because you couldn't be there. The uh, tales from the tinny 
the final frothy and waffle 2023. Oh. Get a mullet up, yeah. Oh, straight to the pool the room, mate. Yeah, got the sticker there. Maybe put that on your on your uh, Yeti uh, Esky. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe my fridge in the boat, eh? Oh, even better. We've got uh, the fridge yeah, in the boat. Yeah, you've got a bit of a collection in, uh, there. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, something perfect. else for the fridge in the boat. We've got the little uh, guys in the Gulf podcast. All stickers. stickers. These are going to be on every traffic sign between here and Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that some other person's going to put them up, not us. Then <laughs> uh, uh, the final bit of show and tell. These, oh, this is awesome. a one of a kind at the moment, mate. Gulf mud crabbers, footy shorts. Now, I'm not really built for footy shorts at the moment <laughs> with my, my tan lines. My shorts are a bit longer. So, uh, yeah, my pins don't really suit these, but you've got the big mud crab on the design there. For those of you at home, yeah, big mud crab on one side, golf mud crabbers logo on the other. And, mate, they're for you to try out. They're a one of a kind at the moment. That's oh, a, that, yeah. That's a, that's a sample. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Even the zip-up foxes that uh, you don't, can't actually tell the zip's there, but yeah, they do yeah. have zips in them. Yeah, and you were anti-zips at first when I was designing, but Ash is the footy shorts guy. Yeah. And he's like, when are you going to do footy shorts? So I'm uh, got the got them designed. I'm like, nah. Look, if I do them, I have to have pockets because my ones have pockets. And like, between your phone falling out of your pocket when you're in the boat and and stuff, I had well, to have pockets. That, so that is one thing because like I always uh, when I'm going up and down the river, usually uh, listen to tunes or listen to a few podcasts and have my AirPods. And that's one thing with footy shorts. You jump in and out of the boat or jumping from one boat to another, and you got stuff in your pockets. So your footy shorts stuff always falls out. Like I've dropped my phone out of my pocket about several times out of the boat into the water. Luckily, every time I've done it, Mullet's been there, so he's <laughs> he's gone for a swim, gone for me. <laughs> well, he's wild, eh? Uh, but uh, oh, cheers, he's, mate. he's here at the moment. Mullet is uh, here. His sister and um, brother-in-law just arrived today too. Oh, the kids. Yeah. yeah, Nat and Nan, the kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, they've got their own YouTube channel yeah, as well. Boring Australia, yeah. so pig hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, do a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of pig hunting and that. Get amongst them. So yeah, we no doubt we'll catch up with them. They'll probably be at the uh, the pub night. Pubs open tonight for a feed, so probably yeah. down there. And so uh, says anyone that's been here during the, the dry season, and, and the place is pumping, and there's a hundred people down the club every night, seven days a week. Even the bars open at um, lunchtime every day this mm. year. Um, but then now this time of year, the yeah three nights a week the bar opens. So it's it's a, actually a really really awesome time of year for locals to get together. You'll find some people that don't usually go to the bar during the year. Maybe they don't like crowds or whatever. Yeah. They'll, they'll come down this time of year just to be social and say hi. Because there's maybe, what, no, there wouldn't be more than 25 people, 30 people at King Ash Bay. Uh, about that, yeah. Right now. And that's it, the bar, like, we've only just gone this week, we've just gone to three days a week yeah. um, for the bar and kitchen. Um, and so, yeah, everyone that's around the place, you sort of don't see anyone, unless they're at the servo of an afternoon, like the servo's only open an hour a day. Yeah, one hour a day. Um, oh, yeah, the the office so is only open one day a week for an hour. For one hour, um, yeah. It's so different to anyone that would... Oh, it, we haven't spoken about the how how green everything gets here. Like, oh. if, if you come during the dry season, the you just you wouldn't believe. After we had a, we've had a few good downpours over the last few weeks, and and with the click of the fingers, as I, well, I haven't been here for two weeks, as Ash said, while I've been gone, I've mowed the lawn three times, <laughs> and I'll, I'll like it's due to be mowed yeah. again. I got up this morning, looked outside, and I said to Katie, I said, "I'm going to jump that mower again this afternoon." Like it's. It's already getting out of control. Like yeah. it's just, and I only mowed the day before you got here, which is, so yeah, two days ago. Yeah, yeah. and you so, could easily mow it again tomorrow. Yeah. Easily, easily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we've got a golf course here at King Ash Bay. It's actually uh, a nine-hole golf course. Yep. It's an outback course. Um, ah. <laughs> a big storm coming, eh? <laughs> we, we, we've spoken about how I don't like lightning. <laughs> oh, well, 
And we were also hoping to get young Artie in the boat after we finished the podcast. <laughs> we'll see how we go. He won't get me in there. <laughs> so, yeah, but nine hole golf course. And, and I was, um, we just saw new uh, Brad from Marine Safety. He's here at the moment doing some, um, some work. And, um, yeah, he was just uh, talking to us about uh, a tournament they do up in Kakadu, which we talked about doing a similar thing here. We're basically trying um, incorporating fishing and golf because, like, we've got about, well, it would have to be at least, 35, 40 golf, like keen golfers here during the season. Yeah. Like every Wednesday morning and every like Sunday morning, whatever whatever the days are, you look out onto the golf course and there's 30, 40 people out there in their blue, you know, Sir Edward Pello golf links shirts yeah. playing of, playing around. Of, if you take away the tourists and say just the club members, mm. of actual members, there's probably more golfers than there are fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. There's quite a few. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Brad was uh, talking to us about um, a tournament that uh, they do, I think, in Kakadu. And um, it's basically you have a team of three or four um, people and you go out and say on the Saturday fishing and you try and catch a barra. The biggest barriers catch for your team. So you catch a, um, a 70 centimetre barra. That gives you a um, uh, seven, what, what do they call it? A, a oh, handicap, handicap of seven, yeah. So, and then... Um, Obviously, you play golf the next day with that handicap, as you, and you play as a um, uh, what do they call Am- Ambrose. Ambrose? Yeah. So, um, so we we might be able to do something like that here, and I think if you're here, like next year, um, yeah, around that middle of the year, sometime we might try and organise that. Mike and I might have a guys in the golf uh, inaugural. Uh, uh, what are we going to call it, mate? I have no idea. <laughs> you're, you're the one that comes up with the names. I'm not an on-the-spot guy. Just like with maths, this is the maths guy as well. You ask him any question, boom, he's got an answer. Me, I'll have to be like, oh, do it and carry the one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, no, we'll, I'm not we'll, a quick guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work something we'll, out for next year it'll anyway. Be, uh, it'll uh, be good, though. And it'll, it'll be something like that. It'll be... Um, I like the idea of having... It's a teams-based thing yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, so obviously they'll all be there'll be all the standalone fishing comps for the year. Yeah. Um, but this one being a, a special event, a, a, a fishing and golf, but a, a teams event, uh, I feel like people could, um, yeah, really get the team atmosphere going. And you yeah. know, if if we organise it well enough with enough time in advance, you could teams could get special shirts made, you yeah. know, anything like that. Yeah, make it maybe we would even look at doing a, um, yeah, like a charity event or something like. That. Yeah. Team, teams chuck in some bit of cash for a charity, get some sponsors. I like it. Yeah. So um, we're trying to set it up so it's half good, and then we might yeah like vlog it or something like that and do a bit of a thing. Yeah. You reckon, mate? That sound good. Well, neither of us are very good at golf, I reckon. Uh, we'll have to play it at night time so we can use them LED golf balls so I can find mine. <laughs> 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 My mine is going to the long grass somewhere. That's yeah, it. Yeah, we've done that a few times here. Yeah, sort of this time of year, I suppose. Um, yeah, use the the, yeah, the glow in the dark or, or LED balls. Yeah, they're good fun. One of the funniest ones we, that this time of year again, um, when there's not many people here, we um, sometimes we used to um, drag a few eskies around and just do uh, like wet season golf, we'd yeah. call it. And like no one's keeping score. It's just basically having a bit of fun, get together, have a few beers. Yeah. Um, you used to ride around your push bike with a trailer yeah, on the ski yeah. and ride around all the holes, drop yeah. beers on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and um, some people that didn't want to play, but or some of the oldies even, they would go around on their quad bike as yeah. their golf cart, you know. <laughs> yeah, and just with the ski on the back. And um, yeah, the servo actually had a pig in a pen there for a while that was really cute. Also, you know, the JR. Name. JR was his name. It was a little tiny, cute little thing, and it ended up growing up. Very, very big. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, JR, one day when we were out, it could obviously hear us over on the golf course and broke out of its pen and came and joined us playing golf. So we got, like, eight eight people, four dogs and a pig 
come around, <laughs> play a golf. And the funniest thing to this day I've ever seen in my life, I'm about to swing for my shot. And I, and I, well, it was it was so long ago. I used to drink four X gold then. Yeah. Before Norton's come out, and yeah, so I had my four X gold can sitting on the ground. Went over to play my shot. And I look over, and this pig has grabbed it, like, and lifted it up and necked it, and go look, 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 and literally necking my four X gold can. And everyone's literally rolling around laughing. It was, yeah, the most, the, still to this day, the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's always that, good funny in a wet season, mate. I was going to say, that's why if you ever speak to a true local here, that they'll tell you that this is their favourite time of year. Oh. Yeah. But it just Everything slows down and it's yeah. like, I love the middle of the year when everything's going on. There's heaps of people here. I love going in the bar and talking to new people all the time. And, and you know, we were only discussing yesterday, you have, you know, three, four hundred people here and then two weeks' time it's a brand new bunch of people sort of coming through. So, you know, it's always interesting and always different people to talk to and, and stuff, but this time of year, everything just slows right down, yep. and just everyone just sort of kicks back, has a beer or a zero beer, and um, yeah. You didn't time the, the the zero beers well, mate, for this time of year. No, no, well, it's yeah, it's one of them things. So I'm trying to, because we're going to Vegas next year for the footy. I'm trying to, um, but I don't drink until I leave here to go to Vegas. You might it'll, fit on the plane. It'll be, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe no, we got we got uh, business class seats. I've been saving that one up, man. Yeah, we got, we got uh, business class seats, so uh, yeah. As long as you oh, and I are sitting next to each other, mate, we're bloody uh, should be right. No, no, I don't think. It's, I think we're well, premium. premium economy, yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah. Your old man was telling me about it. Premium economy. He's looking forward to it. So um, yeah, so uh, but no, if I if I don't have a drink until uh, so this, which means obviously not drinking over Christmas, New Year's, and, and stuff, which is not so bad. Um, I'll, um, What's well, the time you most days. people put on, mate? 100 yeah, days. It'll be 100 days, no drinking if I don't drink till elite. So nice. Early in the year, I did three months. Oh, the, yes, so 90 yeah. days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, you were telling me um, that after you got the phone call about the Telstra Tower, you, you, if the bar was open that night, you would have broken, you reckon? Oh, maybe. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. After a big effort putting it, getting that, uh, that happening, yeah, it was bloody, yeah, pretty exciting. So. Yeah, so big storm rolling rolling in over the top there by the sounds of it, mate. Yeah, I feel like I'd have a look. So um yeah, we'll see um see what happens if we can get back out and out on the boat this afternoon yeah. or not. So we have been so so recently Oh yeah, it's black. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very dark outside. <laughs> very dark. So recently, so la last episode we we did, we talked about going out and and doing some fishing out here. Oh, we haven't spoken about that yet. That trip, I've got the the nice Goldie. And oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, that was with Bullfrog too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Bullfrog. How many, how many good barrels you get? That trip, I can't remember. You jam me up or what? <laughs> <laughs> how many Goldies did you get? Uh, I just got one big barrel, mate. That's it. <laughs> you dog. Uh, no, I think um, you dropped a big barrel second cast because we we trolled and and the plan was again and we spoke about it. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we we trolled for a bit on the deep bank to try and see if we get a, a yeah. decent barrel. We we're targeting big, big ones. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, and we did troll for probably I don't know forty five minutes. Froggy cooked up a big feed. That's right. Uh, some wraps, and um, uh, you got a good goldie, like a real good goldie. Well, you wouldn't even think you'd get goldies this far up the river. Yeah. Um, you know, we're forty no. something case from the, from the mouth. It was an unexpected catch yeah. for sure, and on the troll. Yeah, and to a get a goldie, and, and it was yeah, big. Um, Elton on chrome colour, uh, big uh, barra classic, yeah. But one of the big, well, not massive ones, but one of the bigger size ones. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was, yeah, the, well, the fish itself, like if you were going out for a fee, like it would have been a perfect, you know, pan size gold, sort of 45 odd centimetres or something. Absolutely perfect. Um, and then, yeah, we got a, and then we got like a barracuda as well. That's right. Nearly got another barracuda, barracuda nearly eight year goldie as you got brought next to the boat. <laughs> a big one came in, which, like, again, this far up the river, you wouldn't expect. 
Um, and then, yeah, we went across to um, Mosquito Creek, like virtually to, across from the boat room, um, where one fella got a metre earlier this year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, went over there and second cast, um, you hooked the barrel, dropped the barrel. Yeah. And, um, and then I cast straight in behind you and bush got Your him. Dog. <laughs> Pulled him out. Yeah. Right, just on dark. It was dark, yeah. Getting eaten lucky alive. Lucky bullfrog, bullfrog had the head torch, luckily. Got a little <laughs> bit of footage of it you might, we might show you. Yeah, so we, that was that trip. And then the next day, so I actually drove out of here the next day, but you you took Katie, your missus, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, the day after that, I took Katie over, um, same thing, because, yeah, um, she hasn't stopped drinking like I Like, she's not given up drinking the same time as I have, but she's, like, only out of the bar one or two nights um, that it's open sort of thing, or she, and she can work in the bar as well. Yeah. So, um, um, but, yeah, she's like, oh, I'll we'll just we'll go put the punch in and, Go for a quick look, you know, instead of going to the bar for this afternoon, we're just going oh, to that. Oh, yeah, so, good way to, if you yeah, try not to drink. Um, same thing, only went else. for an hour. And, um, yeah, um, seen heaps of barrows stacked up, heaps of barrows stacked up along the reeds. And then um, uh, couldn't, like, I, I couldn't hook one. Like, I put the lure on the nose of half a dozen and couldn't couldn't hook one. And then um, Katie got one undersized one. And then, um, yeah, drifting along. And then just, again, just on dark, um, yeah, just cast in and got a real nice barrow, like 75, a bit bigger, maybe 78, something nice. like that. Re really nice fish, real nice silver barrow. So so she was stoked with that. She hasn't been out fishing this year, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> well, apart from, yeah, coming out and staying on the, on the barge overnight. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we went, we went out yesterday as well and tried to do the same thing. It didn't work out yesterday, but we sort of, I, I want to get on video and, and I'd love to show even if it's just a really short video, to show that you don't have to travel far. Because mm. we always like, we always go down to the mouth. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of options down there. <laughs> um, but certainly this time of year, like you don't need to travel far from the boat ramp to, to catch Barra here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that was, again, the plan today, but with the sound of this storm in the background, <laughs> I don't it's going to take a bit of convincing. <laughs> a lot of convincing. <laughs> and, and, and not zero beers too. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of balls of Morgan or something, mate. Maybe we'll, 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 might might get me convinced. So, um, what about we didn't? What we didn't do yesterday, um, which we were going to, was talk about um, our Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, okay. So we want we want to start making little segments in the podcast. So every week we'll have weekly segments. So yeah. I think the Spotify. So in back two episodes ago, we or maybe three episodes ago, uh, we introduced uh, the golf mud crabbers playlist music playlist on spotify yeah which golf golf mud crabbers is the is the brand you see see us wearing here um and yeah so just being out out on that on the boat out working sometimes um yeah we got a special playlist that we put on and that every single song in there means something to us so we were thinking what if each week we we nominate a song each yeah and uh have you got one? Because I need to think real quick. Because I, I, I don't have one. Oh, I, I chucked up on there today. So like, oh, you already you, have you, 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 you started, um, you started the the playlist a while yeah. back, and then yeah. just added me as an admin not yeah. long ago. But and I haven't added any songs to it since then. Since, no, since since starting it. Yeah. So um, so it'll be like it's mostly sort of country, sort yeah. of country, sort of music. Um, Danny so Alexis in there, Billy Joel, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite favourites. Um, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, well, I did. I did chunk a couple on there quick. So, um, uh, Cody Johnson, the painter, that's a bloody top yeah. song. Um, he just did that at the format at the CMAs the other day. So, I reckon with, with in future we need to nominate a song. So it needs to come to come to here to this forum. Yeah. And you say I want to nominate, 
uh, was it Cody Johnson? Cody Johnson, the pain of mine. He had to sell it to me. I'm not one for titles and whatever, so I yeah, probably know the song, but I can't mm. think of it. But you, you have to sell it to me, and after and and whoever. So if I nominate a song, you, you have to approve it. <laughs> no Barbie girl, mate. That's <laughs> what uh, you're thinking of. <laughs> I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> Uh, how many times have you watched that Barbie movie so far, mate? Zero, mate. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I, do lo- I, I do love Margot Robbie, but I have seen it zero times. Uh, yeah, right, eh? You can definitely hear the, the rain now, can't you, folks? Oh. Yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it won't. Oh, I wonder if that'll show it outside. Oh, it's looking down. Raining. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Might have to go let the bums out of the boat. We've got the boat parked out here. Yeah. Oh, no, my camera's in there, do I? No. There you go. So this podcast is going to go a little bit longer <laughs> because I'm not going outside for a while. So um, uh, what else has been going on, mate? Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> what other songs you got there? Oh, no, I had, I had that one and I had um, Riley Green. I wish Grandpa's Never Died, which I reckon oh, that's yeah. a top song. Yes, that is awesome. I'm in the same realms of that song. There's two dog songs which oh, need to yeah. go on there. Uh, good dogs don't live long enough. Yeah, yeah. And I wish all dogs could live live forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're both country songs as well. Yeah, yeah. which you, I think you introduced me to one of them. Um, yeah, so that there's there's some good ideas there. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some more music put in that playlist. It won't all be country. It'll just be anything that was. We end up listening to some random stuff from time to time. We do. If we if the noodle song ends up on um, Spotify, well, that'll be on there straight up. <laughs> oh, the noodle song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a young boy thing. Yeah. Oh man. Our Tell good, the story. A good friend, young boy, the uh, Cambodian um, uh, commercial mud crab fisherman. Um, yeah, top top bloke, really top bloke. We went fishing with him. Um, a little while back um, in the punt, this is three of us. You've yep. got an episode. I want to know yep. what, what's the episode called. The episode. It was the one. The episode after the episode. Was it the one starting out of the islands? I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. After that one, it was. I reckon. Oh no, it was included. It was that no. episode, but it was the following day or the two days after that we went out. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, called so, starting out of the islands. So you, you and I would we planned to do a coastal creek trip in the yeah, punt, and yeah. um, we talked to a young boy about it, and he said, "Oh, can I come for for a run with you?" So yeah, of course you can, mate. Sure thing. So we picked him up like four thirty or something like from from his jetty, and and um, got down the river. He realised he'd forgotten his hat, so he had his uh, little handbag thing that he takes everywhere. He had that upside down on his head, and. Um, we were waiting for the tide to come back in, just pulled up under the mangroves, and he's listening to this this song, and we're like, "What? What the hell are they? What? What, what song is this, young boy? Like it's in Cambodian, obviously. Yeah. We don't understand." I said, "What are they singing about?" He said, "Oh, they're just singing about the noodle." The noodle. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean was the it, noodle? He's just like, like the noodle. They're cooking that, the noodles. Because even at first, I, went, I was explaining, "What's it about?" He, he sort of didn't understand. I said, "Oh, so maybe like." Is it like it's it's like a gangster hip hop whatever? I'm like, is it guns or is it girls or? Oh no, they sing about the noodle. <laughs> oh, you can do it like it is pretty good too. We'll have to find a link for it on YouTube. Everyone can go check it out. It is funny ass. So uh, it, yeah, you you don't think they're singing about noodles? Put it that no, way. Yeah, which we we've tried to find it on Spotify and we can't. Nah, negative. It would go straight to the list though. Um, oh, one sad one. Uh, I was reading today. Rex Hunt's got dementia. They reckon. Oh yeah, no way. Yeah, so poor fella. So, um, yeah, yeah, old Rexy, but a uh, big inspiration more. As a young fire, I remember staying up till like one o'clock in the morning when uh, Rex Hunt show used to come on uh, TV yeah. back in the days, back when I was a uh, young fella. I'd stay up all night just to watch Rex Hunt. 
And um, yeah, so I was just reading today that uh, his wife's just announced that he's, or his partner's just announced that he's, um, yeah, got dementia, but he's in high spirits and yeah, yeah so doing all right. But, um, and then uh, what, what else did I see in the news today? Oh, the Daily River's over the old causeway. It's, it's flowing now. I saw photos up, of that, yeah. Up over the old causeway. So, um, so yeah, which I used to cross a lot the, uh, when I was a kid growing up. I used to go across there before, before they built the new bridge. Yeah. So about, well, maybe 14, 15 years ago, there's somebody built the big bridge there. Same as, very similar to the one over the MacArthur at yep. um, But yeah, years ago when I lived there as a kid, now we used to cross that and cross the daily in, you know, 1,200 of water going across there, mate. <laughs> Loading up the back of the uh, police wagon with uh, rocks and stuff like that to weigh it down. So, see, <laughs> see, didn't get washed off into the river. <laughs> so, your, your old man was a copper out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah wow. out, of, out at uh, Water, Port Keats. So, yeah, yeah, plenty of uh, fond memories from there, mate. <laughs> Actually, that's a, that's a good, good yarn, too, is a. Um, um, we were fishing and the storm came through like this big squall came through. So some people, if you're from Darwin, you may you wouldn't know like you'd know about the Moyle River and the Little Moyle or the Moyles. So we know it as uh, Chindi is a um, local name for Chindi. Okay. And um, we used to go there from um, from Port Keats or from Whatair by boat across the bay sort of thing and in, into Chindi. And we were up there fishing one day in the tinny, me, my old man, and um, one of the other coppers' um, partners there, and um, yeah, a couple of fellas. And um, yeah, we're fishing and this big squall came through like this one that's belting down here now. And um, so we pulled up, uh, you know, under the mangroves at, at the mouth of the river sort of thing at the, uh, at the beach. And we, we were sort of, you know, we're trying to get back to the mouth to get to this beach so we can get out of the boat. Then, because um, lightning. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> How big is this to uh, Oh, only like four, three, five or something like that. Like <laughs> it's only a yeah, pretty small boat. And, um, yeah, we come back around the corner sort of thing, just near the mouth, and there's this bloody great big bloody ship in the mouth of the river. Like, and like we'd never seen a boat. Like, I certainly never seen a boat like that in there. And it wasn't a charter operator or a commercial boat. This is a, a private like, you know, almost super yacht from yeah. from the Gold Coast or from the Sunny Coast or something. So um, yeah, ended up uh, being a fellow. I think his name was well, you know, his name was Earl. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> and uh, he came across in his little tender, and um, and when I say that he had a big boat, like. It was like three stories and like he had like a six and a half, seven meter um, set of console with four players on the roof of the boat. So it was <laughs> a it was a small ship. And um, yeah, he comes over in the middle of this storm and he's a little inflatable and um, says, oh boy, would you like to come over? And my wife's just baked some scones and got some coffee on the go. So so he invited us back over. So we went across and went inside and uh, yeah, his, his wife gave us a, a, a towel each and we dried off and sat around his table there and. She had uh, this, uh, yeah, fresh scones with jam and cream and all the all the sides, and then jumped on her piano, mate, and started playing uh, or keyboard and started playing, yeah, started playing piano for us, and yeah, did a tour of the boat while the storm blew over, and yeah, remember that like I was only young, fella. I was only would have been maybe eleven or twelve or something, maybe. Oh yeah. But yeah, mate, I still remember that like it was yesterday. Well, and they were just on the on a trip around to Western Australia or something, or I think yeah, they were either yeah, I think they were going to do a trip with the Kimberleys, but they were waiting for their grandkids to fly into Darwin or something like that for school holidays, um, and they were going to go pick them up from Darwin and bring them down and then take them on a take them on a trip. But yeah, yeah, wow. But no, a beautiful big boat, like well, yeah, very big boat. But yeah, just in the middle of nowhere, like that's more remote than what we are. I mean, it's yeah. it's quite a lot closer to Darwin than we are, what we are, but. Um, 
but you know, there's no roads in there or no. anything like that. Like you can get there by helicopter or boat, that's it. So yeah, definitely not what you expected to see. Definitely not, <laughs> especially when we're coming in there that morning and you know, you never see another person there at all, let alone, uh, you know, the odd commercial operator used to come in there. But um, you know, other than that, you sort of never saw anyone there. But then yeah, all of a sudden we, um, yeah, yeah, pulled around the corner and it's hot, mate. They've come to get out of the weather and yeah, unbelievable. So in actual fact, I don't even know if you'd be able to now because I, I saw the fellow the other day. He said that uh, river river mouth's all um, like silted up now. He reckons, oh, yeah. he reckons yeah, he wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it. But but yeah. So anyway, what do you reckon, mate? I reckon we should shut it down, bro. Shut it down, bro. Go on, we're gonna battle the elements. <laughs> I'm gonna wait here for for a bit. We'll, we'll let it pass, eh? <laughs> Yeah, right on, mate. Shut it down. That's it. Too easy. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Guides in the Gulf.